Tonight, we could have had a Q movie. The Mandalorian plays Monopoly, and Harrison Ford is cleared to fly again. Doc! All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse, tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, uh, your host, Thomas Townley, and uh, I'm kind of hanging in there right now. You know, it's uh, early October, the leaves are changing, you know, the you know, election is just one month away. President has COVID. I mean, you know, it, it's it is you know what it is, I guess. But but you know, I'm just trying to you know keep things normal, keep things going. You know, I got uh, my new badgy T-shirt on today. Of course, you can't can't really see that in the camera shot, but uh, you know. Well, Post a nice picture of it. Uh, Badgie is, of course, from uh, an episode of Lord Dex on CBS All Access and be Paramount Plus. And uh, we're only just a few weeks away from the new season of Star Trek Discovery. And I hate to say this, I'm actually kind of you know intrigued to see how the how this new season goes because they've totally pushed the reset button so to speak, and uh, shot the ship into the into far future, and so, you know, I'll have to see where the story leads. Anyway, while we're uh, talking about Star Trek, let's go ahead and go on to the Star Trek news. Q made an appearance on Star Trek Lower Decks. Now, we could have had him on the big screen if Jonathan Frakes had his way. During a GalaxyCon virtual panel, Mr. Freaks revealed that he wanted to bring John Delancey in, in a, as Q for at least one of the movies. He had pitched the ultimate Q adventure, saying, quote, That was my pitch. Well, from my good fortune of being involved with the movies, I kept saying, when, are, when is our finest nemesis going to be in the movies? I'm still surprised that wasn't so, unquote. Now, John Delancey, who was also on the panel, chimed in, quote, The place that they never got into it which is too bad, which was, what is the continuum? Other than a road in the desert that goes on and the, and the shingle in the old gas station? I actually, which I'm not going to tell people even now, I did create a backstory on that, which would have been really interesting. But I think it's some actually some place that would require a great deal of imagination. And I think the audience would go, so I wish that they had gone there, unquote. Now, yeah, I totally agree. I, w- I would love to have seen Q on the big screen. They could have done so much, you know, wilder effects. I mean, this could have been something that you would have wanted to see, you know, in IMAX. Think about that. 
Q in all his glory and 100% IMAX wrap around, wrap around the screen or screen X even, you know, they could have basically made this and here, here's the thought. Here's the thought. They could have done a show, uh, a movie that would have incorporated all the tricks, Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Enterprise and just had, you know, this this monumental adventure that required all these you know disparate casts in one movie you know that would have been something i think everyone would have wanted to see but i'm just kind of you know spit shining here anyway sci-fi wire broke the news of two new star trek books focused on female characters revenant by alex r white features jadzia dax and kira narice and Shadow Have Offended by Cassandra Rose Clark stars Deanna Troy, Beverly Crusher, and Worf, set during the seventh season of The Next Generation. On the acquisition of the two novels, senior editor and licensing manager Ed Schlesinger said, quote, For decades, the Star Trek franchise has been the forefront of diversity and inclusion, and we're thrilled to, to be introducing Alex and, Alex's and Cassandra's distinct and acclaimed voices to the Star Trek novel program, unquote. No words on either on when either of these novels will be released. Well, sorry, European listeners. Destination Star Trek London 2020 has, well, you guessed it, been postponed due to, uh, well, COVID. So it'll happen in 2021. Now, just like Destination Star Trek Germany, the delay is due to the ongoing pandemic. The message on the official website reads, quote, Dear Star Trek fans, we hope you all are well. We we hope you are all well and have been staying safe these last few difficult months. We really have missed you. Due to the ongoing situation with COVID-19, it is with great sadness we must postpone this November's Destination Star Trek event in London. We hope you understand that our most important consideration is your health and safety. And at the moment, there is just no way to bring you the event that you deserve and ensure you are safe at it. So we have decided to move Destination Star Trek to a time when we can hopefully all be together in a risk-free environment, and so enjoy the event. The good news is that we have a new date of 12th to 14th November 2021, where all the COVID, uh, COVID-19 issues should be behind us, and we can bring you the best Star Trek event ever. We still plan to center it around Voyager's anniversary, since that's not since it's not fair that we were not all able to celebrate it properly this year. And we know they are still really looking forward to seeing you, as you are them. We'll also be adding new guests from all corners of the Star Trek franchise, so maybe your favorite will be there, and we are always open to hearing suggestions. Tickets already purchased will be automatically valid for the new date and will be transferred across. You do not need to do anything else, just keep the original ticket, which will be valid for the new date. If you cannot make the new date, then you can get the voucher from us that you can use for any Destination Star Trek event in Germany or the UK or any DST product up until December 2021. If not used, by then we will issue a straight refund to you. Please let us know at inquiries at destinationstartrek.com. If you want to take a voucher rather than just have your tickets moved over to the new date, our aim is always to bring you the best Star Trek event we can. With a new series of Discovery coming in October, 
We have plenty of exciting new adventures to bring us into 2021 and through to November and an event that will, that we promise will be worth the wait. We think we will all deserve an extra special party over the event. Thank you all for your patience and continued support. Live long and prosper. Well, there you have it. You know, I know it, it's, it's not fair. It's not been fair for me either. You know, I had, you know, convention, you know, trips planned this year too. And, you know, I've got nothing. So, you know, I'm just going to have to save up my money for the next one whenever that is. Now let's go on to the Star Wars news. Star Wars has unveiled a brand new lightsaber inspired by King Arthur's Excalibur in the Star New Star Trek New Star Wars The High Republic series. The High Republic is the new Star Wars book and comic line that launches in 2021. It takes place 200 years before the Skywalker saga when the Jedi were a universal peacekeeping force. So they have lightsabers with hilts like medieval knights, of course. The caption on some of the new concept art says, quote, During the time of the High Republic, Jedi Master Stellan Goss ascended through the ranks of the Jedi Order as the Padawan of Jedi Master Rana Kant. As a young Padawan learner, he developed a strong connection with fellow Jedi Avir Christ and Elzar Mann, though they were apprenticed to different masters. Gios is regularly, regularly the voice of reason amongst the three, focusing on upholding the Jedi tradition. Gios's lightsaber is an elegant weapon with a crossguard and a longer hilt that allows him to easily wield it with, both, with two hands like a broadsword. The crossguard's Cullion's point forward when the saber is not in use. And the weapon rests in a holster that leaves the saber easily accessible. The hilt features striking black, gold, and silver details. When the saber ignites, the crossguard blades push the Quillian's outward, forming caps to the blades and creating a secondary guard. Unquote. Illustration manager Jeff R. Thomas, speaking to StarWars.com about the design, said, quote, When designing Stellian's lightsaber, I looked at the iconic lightsabers that have already been established. We needed a wep- an iconic weapon that could stand beside the other famous lightsabers, but at the same time could be unique to him and evoke the time period of the High Republic. We wanted to implement a more traditional crossguard, but I still wanted to include the saber blade into the crossguard design so that Stellian would be able to defend himself against saber attacks. That's where Excalibur came into play. What would a lightsaber version of Excalibur look like? I started sketching and came up with a silhouette I really liked, but the practicality of holstering, sheathing, it nagged at me until I had the idea that the crossguard didn't have to be stationary. Perhaps it could activate or deactivate with the saber. So after some more sketches and some back and forth with Lucasfilm, it was decided that the crossguard would activate as opposed to always being open, which would give the saber the slimmer silhouette while holstered and would lend itself to some great visuals when activating. Unquote. Now that sounds cool. You know, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see a blade like that uh, realistically created. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure probably somewhere down the line at some convention there'll be someone who's going to, you know, cosplay as someone from from this new Star Wars history set and will have this lightsaber. So that'll be something cool to look out for. The Mandalorian merchandising machine moves on. 
This time, Hasbro brings us Star Wars The Mandalorian Monopoly. Now, this is different from the child edition of Monopoly, which was announced back in May. Mandalorian Monopoly is, will be out now and allows you to play as the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, IG-11, or Cool, each with special abilities like Stan Standard Monopoly, the player with the most credits wins, but it's a little bit different. Here's the Amazon description quote, inspired by the TV series. This Monopoly Star Wars The Mandalorian Edition board game is inspired by the Mandalorian live-action TV series on Disney+. Monopoly tokens. The Mandalorian fans can play as a fa favorite character from the series, the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, IG-11, or Cool. Each, uh, each character has a special ability depicted on their character card. The child, when a player passes or lands on the child's space, the character who fans call Baby Yoda, they take the child token and use their character's ability plus the child's unique ability. Battle Imperial Enemies, including an Incinerator Stormtrooper, Death Trooper, and Moff Gideon enemy tokens that can change gameplay and lead to battles. If an Imperial enemy gets the child, game's over. Buy Hideouts. Buy Hideouts from and earn Imperial credits by charging rent, unquote. The game costs $39.99. Season 2 of The Mandalorian is coming next month, and Jon Favreau is already busy writing Season 3. According to star Giancarlo Esposito, it could go a little longer than that. Speaking with People Magazine, he said, quote, We're living in a universe that is huge, and there's so much to explore, so I think this show is going to lay the groundwork for the depth and breadth that's going, going to come in Season 3 and Season 4, where you're really going to start to get answers, unquote. So, there you have at least four seasons. You know, think they'll stop there, or you know, maybe do a movie? Yeah. Well, anything's possible, I guess. The FAA has officially closed the books on Harrison Ford's whoopsie-daisy earlier this year at the Hawthorne Airport in Los Angeles. Now, to remind you what happened, Mr. Ford's plane crossed a runway while another plane was about to take off. According to the FAA statement shared with The Hollywood Reporter, quote, the FAA has closed the case involving the pilot who crossed a Hawthorne Municipal Airport runway without authorization on April 24, 2020. The FAA required the pilot to take a remedial, remedial runway incursion training course. When the pilot suddenly completed the course, successfully completed the course, the FAA closed the case with no additional action. Mr. Ford crossed the airport's only runway in his aircraft after he misheard a radio instruction from ATC. He, Ford's statement read, He immediately acknowledged the mistake and apologized to ATC for the error. The purpose of the flight was to maintain currency and proficiency in the aircraft. No one was injured, and there was never any danger of a collision. Unquote. Now, Harrison Ford is 78 years old, and if he stops flying, he might make it to 79. ShopDisney.com has, has limited edition apparel and lightsabers from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge now available for sale. You'll find adult and kid-sized robes and tunics and lightsaber replicas, t-shirts, pins, and accessories. But move fast. These will sell out. once, And once they do sell out, they're gone for good. Now, let's go on to the geek news. You know, the geek news is always the meatiest part of the show, you know, if you ask me. And we start uh, the geek news this time with Amazon. Amazon has shown off its new streaming service, Luna. 
Now, the service, which has rolled out for early access in the United States, doesn't do lengthy downloads. So that game can start as easily as a Netflix movie. Luna will have specially curated a specially curated channel called Luna Plus that will give subscribers early access to new titles for only $6 a month, like Resident Evil 7, Control, and Panzer Dragoon. Ubisoft will also launch a, a channel with uh, titles like Far Cry 5 on the platform on the day of the game's launch. Amazon-owned streaming service Twitch will also be integrated into the service and will allow players to easily stream games. Luna will work across devices including Fire TV, PC, Mac, and iOS with Android support coming soon. Players can use keyboard, mouse, or Bluetooth controller, or you can buy Amazon's own controller for just fifty dollars. Well, there you have it. You know, new new streaming uh, game streaming service. Well, would would this be something you would be interested in? Yeah, let me know. You know, you can find a link to contact me on our uh, website. According to James Cameron, Avatar 2 has finished filming and Avatar 3 is 95% complete. The director revealed this during a video chat with Arnold Schwarzenegger during the 2020 Austrian World Summit. He told the summit, quote, COVID hit us like it hit everyone. We lost about four and a half months of production, and as a result of that, we rolled around one more full year for the release in December of 2022. That's been announced already. Now, that doesn't mean I have an extra year to finish the film, because the day we deliver Avatar 2, we'll just start working on finishing Avatar 3. So where we are right now, I'm down New Zealand shooting. We're shooting the remainder of the live action. We've got about 10% left to go. We're 100% complete on Avatar 2, and we're sort of 95% complete with Avatar 3. Avatar 2, set for December 16th, 2022. Avatar 3, sl slated for December 20th, 2024. Avatar 4, to debut on December 18th, 2026. And Avatar 5, on December 22nd, 2028. Now, unquote. Now, I gotta say, it's a good idea, spacing them out like that, you know, the way they're every other year. You know, make sure people don't get tired of the franchise, you know, by the time that the last one comes out. And you gotta, you know, keep these separated. You gotta keep them separated. Where'd that come from? Anyway, the Hot Wheels movie now has writers. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Neil Widener and Gavin James have been tapped to write the movie based on the Mattel toy car line. No further details on what kind of plot you get from a Hot Wheel, but uh, in the, or in their detail, detail for that matter. Uh, I know, I know it's, it's something... Well, let's, let's hope they're aiming this at kids. Let's hope they're not trying to aim this at adults, because... Mm, that seems really crazy. Cineworld, the parent company of U.S.-based Regal Cinemas, is sitting out the rest of 2020 and closing all of its theaters until 2021. Now, this comes in response, more or less, to MGM deciding to hold off on releasing the brand new James Bond film, No Time to Die, until next April. Now, it's expected it was expected to be released next month, but was, of course, pushed back because they don't want to open a film as big as that to streaming. You know, they want the big theater experience for that and the big theater money. 
Regal is the second biggest theater chain in the United States, and these closures will impact 28,000 U.S. and 5,500 U.K. employees. Cineworld confirmed this with a statement on Monday saying, quote, In response to the increasingly, increasingly challenging theatrical landscape and sustained key market closures due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Cineworld confirms that it will be temporarily suspending operations at all of its 536 Regal Theatres in the U.S. and its 127 Cineworld and Picture House Theatres in the U.K. from Thursday, 8 October 2020, unquote. Now, there's been no word on a particular reopening date. And I wouldn't blame them as, uh, this, as uh, the box office recovery has, well, kind of collapsed. With very little new movies on the market, Christopher Nolan's Tenant was almost beaten this past weekend by the 1993 Halloween classic Hocus Pocus re-release. Yep, Bette Midler almost beat Christopher Nolan. Now, that's something you don't see every day. Well, here's some good news. Game of Thrones actor Afor Julius Bonjan and his wife Kelsey Henson have welcomed their first child together, a baby boy. His wife announced via Instagram, quote, Our beautiful baby boy made his grand entrance into the world at 11.19 a.m. on September 26, 2020, after a short and intense six hours, 3,530 grams and 52 centimeters. The birth was the most powerful, life-changing, empowering thing I've ever done in my entire life. We're all doing well and settling in at home as three, unquote. Congratulations to the happy couple. The mountain now has a hill. The story is, this story is bizarre. An unknown attacker punched actor Rick Moranis in Manhattan's Upper West Side last week. The NYPD says that footage of the attack shows the actor was simply walking by when the individual punched him in the head, sending him to the ground. The 67-year-old Mr. Moranis went to the hospital afterwards and reported pain in the head, back, head, back, and hip. The NYPD has put out a $25,000 reward for any info that leads to the arrest of the assailant. And finally tonight... Emmy-winning Emmy producer Kevin Burns, who guided the 2006 remake of The Poseidon Adventure and Netflix's Lost in Space reboot, has passed away. Kevin's company, Prometheus Entertainment, made the history, ser history series Ancient Aliens, Food Paradise, The Unexplained with William Shatner, The Course of Oak Island, and other shows. He won a Primetime Emmy in 2002 for the rebooted biography and a Daytime Emmy in 2003 for Hollywood Rocks the Movies, the 1970s, hosted by David Bowie. Burns produced over 800 hours of TV during his career. He passed away from a heart attack at the age of 85. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Uh, now, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to the Coffee, Patreon, and Glow.fm links, as well as just going over to uh, Multiverse Tonight and hitting the Support Me link at the top of the page. And be sure to visit multiversetonight.com, check out the affiliate marketplace links, the link to the Tee Public store, and our show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber... Be sure to share us with your friends, and if you're brand new to the show, 
please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some feedback. You know, let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition and two days with a brand new comic book edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.